You know what time it is. It's time for another episode of the Jungle Gyms Podcast. I'm your host, Mark. Welcome to the show. Hey, everyone out there in audio land. I am so appreciative of your listenership and your support. You've been great to me. But, you know, I do like to always tell you all that you should subscribe to us on YouTube. Even if you're not watching the show there, that's totally cool. I get it. We like to watch and listen to our podcast differently. But we've been making a lot of fun content there as well that are, you know, all kinds of different things. Like, for example, uh, we've got a new video coming out this week where I get to try out all kinds of brand new secret chips from all over the world. Um, I, you know, I was just going to mention we spent part of this weekend at the Voices of America Country Music Festival. It was a brand new music festival that came to town uh, and we did some giveaways, all kinds of fun stuff. But of course, we went on site to do some video stuff there too. Uh, so that's another thing that you can look forward to that might not make it onto the podcast, but will make it onto a social platform. You get it. So please, if you are so kind, go ahead and jump over to the Jungle Gyms International Market YouTube. Give us a subscribe. Hit the little bell icon. That'll give you a notification every time we put out new stuff. I I promise I'm not going to inundate you. It's only one or two videos a week. Nothing crazy. Um, but I would love your support there. So thank you so much. And again, one more thank you to uh, the Voices of America Country Music Festival. You know, I'm a silly guy. I was trying to learn about country music as it's not a uh, genre I'm super uh, familiar with. But we had a lot of fun. The festival setup was great. I mean, they gave us that VIP action. So of course, I'm sitting up front there like taking in all these tasty guitar solos for the last couple of days. That was great. What a nice little weekend. Uh, it's fun when this is your job. I'm telling you, if you're out there and maybe younger than me, or maybe just feel like you're lost in life, just think of whatever crazy thing you want to do in life and just really try to do it because eventually maybe you'll also host a show in a grocery store. <laughs> uh, I love this place. Thanks, Jungle Gems. Oh, speaking of reasons you should thank Jungle Gyms before we dive into this week's episode, and it does tie in because this week's episode is a little wine tasting segment talking about Camus Wines with Mike B. Uh, you've met him on the show before. One of my favorite sommeliers in the world. One of the only three I think I know. Um, <laughs> uh, but the reason I'm bringing that up is right now, uh, we have just kicked off all of the press and marketing for the Jungle Gyms International Wine Festival. It's happening this November, November 11th, 2023. And right now, for the first 200 purchases of uh, the regular tickets, there's an option to get a deal on that. It's an early bird special. It's $15 off a ticket. So instead of 65, it's 50 bucks. There's also an option where you can get a bus uh, shuttle from the Eastgate store if that's a little closer for you. And if you like to drink on a bus, I don't know that you can drink on the bus, but you can be drunk on the bus. Maybe that's a better way to say it. Uh, but those are going really quick. Uh, that just went live the morning I recorded this. And within the 10 minutes since I had posted to social, I got an update from one of our creative people saying it was close to 50% out, uh, sold out already of the deal. So get on that right now. Honestly, right now, who knows? Maybe by this time, it might not even be available, but I want to promote it. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Lucky and I had a great time last year. And guess what? On the show soon, you're going to see some of our coverage and footage to promote this year's event from last year's. That should be fun. Okay, cool. Well, before I yammer anymore, let's go ahead and, br go ahead and bring Michael on the show. Dive in. Let's try a little of this action from Camus, shall we? Hey, Michael. Oh, great. 
Good to be here, Mark. I thought you said grape at first. I was like, look at right. you with the wine right. puns already. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. All right, yeah, so. Usually we're waiting for at least 30 seconds before that happens. <laughs> we're off to a bad start already. Well, I'm excited. We, you know, we, you've been one of my more repeat guests on the show. I think right now it's like you and Ferd are tied in second place, and Phil is my number one most repeat guest. Phil. Yeah, because he loves coming on here to talk about like the expansion and that kind of stuff. And people go crazy for the behind the scenes Jungle Gym stuff. Oh, that's a good point. And Phil. Phil's he knows more behind it. the scenes than anybody. Right. But he's, he's kind of quiet naturally. Right. So I'm it's trying to imagine you... him like getting on and like talkative Phil. Who's... <laughs> I just corner him with a ton of questions and I'm just like, Phil, tell me everything you know about this place. Let's start. What do we got in the glass already? Well, so we're going to do Camus. Okay. Camus Family Vineyards for the Back That Glass Up next Wednesday night from yes. 5 to 8. Well, so funny enough, it'll air. It'll be the evening of this episode's airing. So oh, we'll, just, we'll just lie to them and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. 16th, though, for those of you. So you should definitely come out. You know for what, those before, of you who can count. Right, exactly. I can't. That's why they keep me here. Um, well, before we dive into the wines itself, why don't you tell us a little bit about what Back That Glass uh, is? Oh, well, Back That Glass, glass is a funny oh, play on words. Uh, you can probably guess what it would be if there's no G or L involved. Hmm. And um, I'm going to think about that. Hmm. hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so every Wednesday night um, at both stores, Fairfield and Eastgate, mm -hmm. we do uh, a theme wine tasting. It's a buy the glass. Um, and it's just an opportunity to try wines from all over the world. Like uh, last week I did... Um, Wines from Jackson Family Estates. Okay. And then the week before that, we did Old World Grenache and Verdicchio. Uh, Verdicchio is a white grape. That sounds good. Yeah, it's very yeah. Caucasian. Yeah. And um, <laughs> we did a Grenache, which is kind of like the original uh, noble grape. Oh, uh, okay. From uh, the European Vitis vinifera. I've never even heard the expression noble grape before. Well, noble grape is like... Vitis vinifera. Those are the grapes that make the best wine. Okay. It just, you know, American grapes are Vitis labrusca. Okay. Which is, you know, go way of saying brusque. They're, they're just, they make earthy wines. And sure. You know, they don't age as well, but it's, they're not bad. You know, they're no. not evil. You just keep them in the side room. At don't least, invite them to every meal. Right. I was going to say, I was like, at least so far they haven't been evil, so we'll find <laughs> out the hard way, hopefully. <laughs> I'm hoping at least. So awesome. So yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about Camus today. So we're so, going to do Camus this yeah. coming week. And Camus was founded in 1972 by Charlie and Lorna Wagner. Okay. And uh, they were one of the first uh, families to buy uh, land in Napa. Oh, no kidding. And let's see, that was what? 30, 50, 60, 51 years ago. Wow. And I know, it seemed like just yesterday. Um, <laughs> they said that for the first 49 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And this is something that it's new. Ordinarily, their, their uh, Cabernets are 100% Napa. Okay. They have four or five vineyards in Napa. Uh, and this one is just California Cab. So it's not Napa fruit. It's just fruit from Central Valley, uh, probably Paso Robles, you know, a lot of places, but not Napa. Okay. And it's just uh, it's a slightly lower price point, uh, $70 versus $95. Sure. And uh, <laughs> that's why a slightly lower price point means the winemakers in California. Right. Hey, I mean, well, hey, 25 bucks off is 25 yeah. bucks off. All right. <laughs> now you can afford the a first, cup of coffee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no tip. And um, <laughs> getting half a tank of gas. Thank you. <laughs> And they have a whole a whole lineup now. The whole family's involved. They have like sons and daughters-in-law and everything. Oh, cool! But we're going to be featuring the Sui Sun, which is a valley that is 
due east of Napa. If you're like in Napa itself mm-hmm. and you head east, you'd run right into Suicune Valley. Oh, okay. And it's, you know, it's a good idea to put vineyards there because it, it's beautiful uh, location, sure. great climate, the right kind of soil type, and it doesn't cost $2 million an acre either. Oh, cool. Yeah, they're cut, they get a little break there too, right? Yeah. So they don't have to charge quite so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. Get a little smell and taste. You yeah, know? a little, you know, so you take a look at it. Oh, nice color. Yeah. Kind of uh, opaque purple with a garnet edge. and yeah. yeah. Hold it into the lights. That's the best part of the studio lights here. Nice and thick. Well, we're going to like, if we're going to get technical, we're going to hold it like this and look at over white. Oh, so is that really? That's, the, yeah. is that that's really. really that's you mind really, if I do it? I just no, please. Go ahead. Like. Yeah, look at that. So what you, what you want to oh, look cool. at is yeah, the yeah, color like in the, the middle and the color at the edge. And at the edge, it shouldn't be watery it shouldn't be clear that's called the meniscus okay and you want it to be it's solid right to the edge oh cool yeah at least for a cabernet for no, sure no no right yeah. oh that's cool yeah and you've got that like really rich kind of like dark garnet. red yeah garnet. yeah you get beautiful oh that's awesome see I never, yeah. oh yeah that's wild i can put my hand on it but it's like that doesn't work oh. as well. was like, <laughs> you're I, not white enough yeah i know right it's like ah curse this <laughs> ethnicity uh <laughs> Yeah, then, you know, after you do that, you take, you know, a little bouquet and, yeah, like plums and currants and yeah, a little blackberry. Yeah, a little spicy, spicy yeah. berry action. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's nice. Medium though. plus body. Nice and bright. Good acidity on the finish. That's weird. That's actually how I describe myself on websites. Nice usually. and bright, but acid? Yeah. Medium plus body. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a very, very wide description. <laughs> also another one I write there, wide descriptions. Um, Where's the drum set? We should have somebody doing rim shots for That'd you. That'd be amazing. If we just had one, I'll just get an employee to play drums every time I tell a bad joke. Yeah. That would be hilarious. Yeah. You'd probably get that one. This is good. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. It yeah, and it's, it's one of those things. I mean, Camus isn't it isn't like the highest quality in the valley mm-hmm. i mean I, when it first started it probably was you know one of the better ones yeah but you know they're also trying to make a living while selling wine sure. so they're not crazy and you know the prices are reasonable this is a magnum of uh the regular camas that's about 190 dollars for a magnum yeah and uh, the most expensive wine they make, the special select, about two fifty a bottle. Okay. And the regular one's about ninety five. And then we got this one at seventy. It's cool. A little bit of ev- something for everybody. Uh, well, yeah. actually, they do have something for everybody. I didn't bring them, but they're entry level wine. Yeah. Conundrum, that's under oh, twenty. I think I've seen that out there. Yeah, yeah. Then there's Bonanza, that's in the low twenties. Cool. And you can just work your way right up, you know, until you get to the top of the fruit chain. That's awesome. I love that. And what's kind of fun to me, at least in learning wine, is that, like, price doesn't always denote everything about this. Oh, no, not at all. Yeah. No. I tried some wines today, and they range from $30 a bottle to $140 a bottle yeah. with one of our wholesalers. And probably the best one was, and they're not happy about it, but the best one they had was the $80 bottle. You know, the $130, $140 bottle was just, it was good. Right. I have to imagine that's got to be exciting in your role, too, where you find those, like, I would almost call that a deal, right? You know, I mean, you're sitting there. Well, that's what, like, that's what the over 90, under 30 wall is about. Yeah. We've got about 20 wines on there right now. They're all over 90 points on, you know, official review and all mm-hmm. under $30. But there's like 95-point wines from Wine Advocate on there for twenty seven ninety nine. That's awesome. It's 
a little write up on every one of them. Yeah, see, that's so cool. I, I think it's great that we, I don't know, I just think it's great that we do that stuff. I didn't even realize that was a wall, you know? I, but it doesn't surprise me that's something smart we do because mm -hmm. I think people want to try and they want to learn that. I mean, look, I told you from the day I met you, I'm like, make me understand wine in a way that's useful. Because right now, well, when I first met you, I didn't know, literally didn't know anything. Well, you, you know. knew red wine from white wine, sort of. Right, exactly. I was like, oh, I think it's the one that's lighter in color. <laughs> but then it was like, but I mean, I really have learned a lot. That's why I like about having you come on the show. And obviously we share some similar interests with you getting me into Formula One. And obviously we have great music and movie taste and all yeah. that stuff. Well, well, we'll get to that because we I will think get that's to something. that. You brought notes. Is there anything off the notes? Oh, I no, no, sure no, no. I would actually think you do that and we oh, could show you that. Yeah, that's awesome. No, I was going to say, I like when people bring notes on the show. I'm just like, so there's yeah. something official. I'm like, let's get I, it out there, baby. I keep the notes up here. Oh, I, I know. You know everything. It's always fun to talk to you in the store because not only do you obviously an expert on this, but an expert on everything that you've enjoyed or experienced, it feels like. Well, I, very broad. Sometimes not as deep as I'd like, but always very broad. Yeah. That's good, though. I like to be able to connect things to each other. Sure. And you can have conversations with, like, everybody, which I'm assuming makes it even easier for you to do your job. That is my job. Yeah, right. You're like, I want to connect people with things. I like sweet wine. Well, I've got some. Right. How often do you get that question? Every day. Every day? Every day. Can I, how do I ask this in a way that doesn't seem mean or condescending? Not By the way, you. I love all our customers. It's not, sometimes no, they'll come up and say, you're going to roll your eyes when I ask you this. And it's like, I promise I won't. No. And I almost never do. Yeah. And the thing is, look, we both know everybody has different tastes and different palates yeah. and all that stuff. You're going to like something that I might not like, vice versa, whatever. It's fine. Uh, but I was going to I just ask, tell them, thank God you're not drinking beer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ferd loves that. <laughs> Sorry, Ferd. <laughs> Cheers, though. Yeah. I was going to ask you, though, on the sweet wine end, because I feel like generally speaking, right, there's sort of this... I wouldn't go so far as to say cultural, but maybe a little bit. Like, I, it feels like people in general, if it's like, oh, if it's a sweet wine, it doesn't count. And I feel like that can't be a real take, not only is, right? Not only is that completely not the case, sweet wine's very important. Back in the day, like in the 17th century, yeah. Riesling was money. Sweet Riesling from Germany yeah. was currency. Yeah. It was so consistent, and people liked it so much that it was like, it was like currency. You, you could barter with it. I would like three horses. Now that will cost you two bottles of Riesling. Amazing. Yeah. And now I'm like, I could barely get one horse for that much. No, not even, not even. What is the horse to Riesling <laughs> ratio rate? conversion rate? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try that. I'm going to take a, I'm going to take a horse to fifth third later and just see how many bottles I can get out of it. That's good. This is really good. Yes, it is. I normally don't lean into the reds too often, except for when you bring stuff in here, and then it's like, oh, maybe I do enjoy this more. But it, it lacks, uh, would, it, would it be tannic? Would that be a good descriptor? It's not as like... So the tannins on this, tannin comes out of the skins mm -hmm. primarily, but right. also if they use uh, the stem, if they don't destem the grapes, right. they use the stem, there's some, a little bit of tannin there, and there's also the barrels that they're aged in. Okay. So there's oak tannin, there's skin, and there's grape tannin. Right. Now, you ever have... And biff tannin, for those of you watching yeah. Back to the Future with uh, us. Yeah. <laughs> of course, his car's covered with crap. Right, exactly. <laughs> he, he was a bitter character, which I think would describe it. But is that usually... Like, the tannins are a little on the... They are the like the bitter note, right? Well, Maybe some people perceive them that way. But have you ever had, like, uh, a cup of uh, tea, hot tea, and you put the tea bag in and you left it in too long? Yeah. Same exact thing. The tannin from a tea bag is what makes it bitter when you do that. That's sure. the same. That's the same component in wine. Sure. Now the difference is, um, the wine grape skin tannins are a little more elegant. They're 
if the grape was ripe, mm-hmm. correct, you know, phenolog- phenologically ripe when it was picked, yeah. then you're going to have less of an issue with that. Also, the winemaker decides how much extraction he wants to get out, so how much, how long he has the, the, the skins in the tank fermenting, and then how long they're aged. Are they aged in oak or are they aged in stainless steel? Like... These all make a difference. Of course. But this this wine actually has, for a Cabernet Sauvignon, has actually fairly soft tannins. Uh, and that like was sometimes ba- it feels like it's stripping the enamel off your teeth and you can't talk. <laughs> I had one this morning where I could hardly, I mean, I spit wine all the time. Sure. I could hardly spit it. I could hardly get my lips to go to. That bad. Yeah, see, and that was my first thought. I think that's generally why I don't lean red because I feel like so often you get almost like that cotton mouth kind of. You There's know a little mean? bit of that. I, I'm exaggerating for the point. I, I, I'm the idiot in the room always. So I'm just like, ah, oh, that's the take. But this is the exact opposite of that, where it was very easy drinking. Like, mm-hmm. I, this is one where I'm like, oh, I will drink more of this. You know? Thanks, Michael. And if we had, like, a, I don't know, medium rare filet mignon with uh, sauteed onions and mushrooms. Yeah. yeah. The best I could do It'd right be now are beef Wellington flavored chips from and I, China. I, I would actually, I would recommend that. I try those. Should we I could, it now? Yeah, why not? Let's do it. Let me get it. All right, Lay's Chinese Beef Wellington Potato Chips. Let's find it. I know it's in here. I'd never had these before today, you know, right. obviously. Are these for sale in the store? They are for sale Over in the, in the Yeah, so they're in the Asian Taiwan Lyle. Yeah, they're in the Chinese or Thai. I think they're by Taiwan? Near yeah. World of Ramen. They actually smell like Beef Wellington. Yeah, it's really crazy. These are good. Uh-huh. The front half of the chip, this is what I find about a lot of the international flavors. The front half of the chip's a little interesting, but I love the back half, like that kind of mushroomy. Oh, you're going to love it once you take a sip of the wine. That's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can, what? You see how it brings out the mushroom note? It really does. And then and again on the back end, almost like the, yeah, more of the mushroom and a touch of that, like, mushroom. Yeah. Umami, umami. What a good pairing. That's really ridiculous. Look at us doing much cross promo. I think like two bucks a bag. Cheap. They were all twice different. the price. I know, right? <laughs> exactly. It's half. It's at least half the price of Beef <laughs> Wellington. Uh, you did call this out of the bag, and I didn't call this out in the video I just made about this. But it's got the Eiffel Tower on the front of the bag because, as you said, where was Beef Wellington invented? Beef Wellington. French. Oh, it's amazing. En yeah. I was going to say, I'm like, oh. Je suis stupide, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, but, oh, those are good. Damn, that, I, I'm, you know, you pair stuff all the time, and you're like, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. I am surprised a beef-flavored chip worked as well as it did. That's that is, awesome. by God, wonderful. By the way, what's the first movie you ever saw where one of the characters was not French, but spoke French as part of the show? Probably uh, The Muppets. Because okay. I feel like Miss Piggy, right? That's not bad. That's not bad. Mine was To Catch a Thief with Cary Grant and, oh, yeah. Gra- and Grace Kelly. Cary Grant in the, uh, in the boat heading from Caen to uh, Monaco or wherever he's going across the bay. Right. And he says, Le contact, stupid. You know, <laughs> to the girl who's driving because yeah. she couldn't get started. I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> that's good. I'm going to, well, maybe this is the time for us to pitch our segment idea, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So let's lean into that. So we're talking movies already. So I'll look to the audience a little bit here. But Michael and I have been kicking around this idea. Now, I did find out there is a show called Rewatchable, so we'll probably have to rebrand it now. Yeah, but Bill okay. Simmons. Yeah, you're like, all right, well, so we'll rebrand it. But I think it's a fun idea. Where we were thinking about taking and exploring 
films that either both of us have seen and rewatched them and then chime into products that we've got in the store, maybe do some pairings on that. Or just something, um, the movie we like, and then yeah, make everything else up because we like that movie. And that's fine with me too, listen, yeah. you know. Um, and I think it, it be was fun. because of uh, Sideways. Yeah, because and, well, and so I guess that'll be there's a teaser, right? Is that at some point here in the near future, Sideways, a movie that really helped popularize Pinot Noir in the excuse me in the public eye. Mm-hmm. It's hitting its 20th anniversary this year, which is crazy. Is it only 20? Yeah, it's only 20. Thankfully, yeah. I'm glad. I thought it was 30 at first. I thought it was Googled 32. It. I was like, if you if you'd asked me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, at least. I, I was going to say, I was like, we're safe for now. 2003 was a good year. Alexander Payne, Paul Giamatti, Sandra O. Oh, I mean, the list goes on. Uh, but we were going to do, we're doing an episode. We're going to do some Pinot Noir tastings. And then. Um, and we're going to have a really good Merlot at the end because for all his anything but Merlot. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> There, but, there, there's a twist on that. Well, I think it'll be fun because what I'm hoping everyone will do, will go out there and watch the movie beforehand so they can kind of watch along with us. And then, of course, if they're aware because of it. Because they for sure will watch the movie afterwards. Oh, absolutely. You're going to want to. And then I'm hoping that people come in and buy some of the stuff that we're tasting. So what I'll do when that episode comes out, I'll let you know at least a week in advance what we're going to taste on the show so that you can actually try and drink along with us. Oh, that's a good idea. I thought that's a fun idea. And then yeah. I think uh, Jacob from Cheese that's been on here as well, uh, he's going to try and do some cheese pairings with it too because he was like all about this idea he was really hot on the sideways um and then after we started talking about that well we just we're just rolling into all kinds of ideas we're like this doesn't have to just be movies we could do classic albums you know mm-hmm. what you were joking about aqualong earlier yeah. jeff Toll. yeah they're coming to town actually i just saw a friend post really? today that he bought tickets to take his parents i have a friend mm-hmm. who has the an original gold record by from oh, no them kidding. which he bought online and it's in his office. That's so cool. He's got like four or five of them. Oh my gosh. Thick as a brick, baby. I'm going back there again. I think this is a really cool idea. I think this would be a lot of fun to do that. Yeah. I've been trying to just kick around like classic movies and albums and stuff like that. That would be fun to do. I don't have many ideas yet. But well, I'm I much know. older than you, so yeah, I might have to explain some of them to you. Even. I, that's fine. I, listen, I think that's a really good show angle in general. I think I think people are going to enjoy this. I think because the thing is, we'll be able to pair it with like fun I different get, stuff in the store. There's a... There's a uh, a cashier, 19 years old, mm-hmm. and um, I was talking to her about something, whatever it was, and I said, uh, who was it? George Michael. Mm-hmm. And she's like, who? Not, no idea. Like, uh-oh. And it's like, you know, like Clint Eastwood. Who? Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, you're like, so I think be I fun know. To, it would be fun to have somebody from, you know. That's a good idea. Like, with that millennials or. I th- well, I, you know what's funny? You know what I found out? I, I'm at the tail end of millennials. I didn't realize it went up to my age. Really? Yeah. I'm like just at the end though. Like I could technically, I'm like six months earlier and I would have been Gen X. Yeah. I, I am like the absolute last gasp of the baby boomers. Really? Yeah. It's weird how all the, I want to know who names these generations. Actually, I don't want to know them personally. I just would like <laughs> to know who so I can direct my less than happy emails towards. You know, I'm like, oh, thanks for this one. I feel like it's just a societal consensus. Yeah. Like someone one day is like Gen Y, that's it. We're calling them Gen Y. You're like, <sighs> No, nobody came with a better idea. Because I think the kids now, I think they would be Gen Z or Zoomers, as the, as uh, we call them in a derogatory way, I think. <laughs> but it doesn't seem very derogatory. But I'm into a happy-sounding slur for ageism. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Im- clip. Important part, slur. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Everyone hears that. They're like, what did he say? I'm like, oh, I said you're 17. It's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. But you're right, though. It, it's funny because like a lot of my tastes were... Helped. I was cultivated by a lot of people older than me, and then mm-hmm. in my life, I've been everyone like, is. It's called society. Well, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We learn from your elders and all this, and I find now I'm in that position where I'm like introducing the young people in my life to things, and it is that funny thing where 
every so often you'll run into somebody who, yeah, doesn't get like, I mean, George Michael was a huge pop star. I know they sing along to Last Christmas every December, okay? And I'm like, just because it was labeled as Wham, you know what we're talking about. It's kind of weird, but I wonder how that, I wonder, you know, we were talking about this off the air. I wonder how some of those things fall through the pop culture cracks, you know? Like, it's just, there's so much out there now, like TV shows, like I have like Hulu and, you know, Netflix and- Sure. But there's like just thousands and thousands of shows. I mean, I watched three or four of them. I think I'm trying to, I'm keeping up and somebody always comes up, hey, have you watched that? It's like, no, that's 142nd on my list. Right. That's a list of things I want to watch. Right. You know, imagine the things I, I really don't give a yeah, no, I'm right uh, with you. Yeah. Crap, it's fine. If you say it, okay? I'll, I'll edit it. Yeah, you yeah, will. Right. Sorry about it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's right. not that. Bad. We're just like if you can if I just we say can, beep or something. Oh, you can totally do whatever. <laughs> you be comfortable. You be you. And it's one of the no. This is I guess for the audience. Like so, now that we've been syndicated, I have to very much make sure nobody swears. I don't have to do it here because I can edit it out. But it's obviously easier when we think about it in advance. But just be comfortable. That's what's important to me. Yeah, you're right though. There is too much stuff out there. I run into this a lot in the in like. Well, I do I do a lot of stuff in my personal life with like our local music and everything. It's crazy. Like, and I'm just sitting here, even just in my downtime going through like, hey, I put out a new EP this week and would you listen to it? I'm like, Ugh, I don't know if I have 30 minutes. Not in a mean way, because I would love to, but mm-hmm. it's like, you're not that, like, it's like, that's just one person. And it's like all these, plus the stuff that I already love or things that have been on my list for a long time. I'm like, oh, I need to finally listen to this album, right? You know, like when Jeff Beck died recently, I was like, you know, I really need- Jeff Beck died? Yeah, oh, you yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, it's been a weird I, I Robbie Robertson died died this week too. And I was just like, oh my gosh, everybody. I mean, he was, I forgot he was 80, but I was like, okay, well, I got to burn through the band. I got to watch, uh, what's it called? What's the Scorsese documentary on them? The Last yeah. Waltz, right? Yeah. Um, did you see the uh, uh, the guy who did um, Lord of the Rings, Peter? Peter Jackson? Yeah, yeah. He did, uh, he got a hold of all the footage for the Beatles movie <gasps> and found out using, you know, new techniques. Mm-hmm. Like, John and Paul, whenever they're talking together, would be playing so they couldn't hear what they were saying. Oh my gosh. So, you know, he multi-tracked it, pulled the music off, and now you can hear everything they're saying. Like at one point, gotcha. like, who cares if George quits? We get Eric Clapton. <laughs> like, really? You're like, oh my gosh, I'd like to hear that. <laughs> George is right over there with Ringo. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like, he can't hear over this. Yeah. And then uh, uh, one day, Paul got in, George and Ringo were already there, mm-hmm. and John wasn't up yet because I guess he was some reason talking to yoko right and um (laughs) and just thinking of her singing voice i'm sorry (laughs) yeah (laughs) you're killing me so So, john sat down at the or paul sat down at the piano and wrote uh get back by himself in 20 minutes that's amazing it's like he calls over to him tucson's in arizona right (laughs) i think so who knows all right, and you know, it says, and there you go. That's amazing. Yeah, that but that's how good they were. Right. Well, incredible songwriters. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, is that documentary out? Yes. Okay, I thought so. I, I and I've been curious to see it. So, full disclosure, the Beatles are one of those bands that nobody helped guide me through in my formative years. Like I somehow totally missed that. I was like, I, for me, it was like Led Zeppelin, Deep Purple, Black Sabbath. I got all those bands, and it's like I just just barely missed it. I'm like, yeah. Mom, did you hate the Beatles? You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will tell you. It, I play several instruments and sing, and you know, whole nine yards. And once you start looking what they did, 
it's it's almost like impossible. They they completely invented the the theme album, uh, uh, mixing, uh, overmixing orchestra with yeah. you know with this is the whole thing. It's like there's there's a joke on um, uh, Family Guy. Yeah. No, no, not family. South Park. Mm-hmm. But all the Simpsons already did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in music, it's the same way with the Beatles. Right. It doesn't matter what you do. The Beatles already did it first. And did it really well the yeah, first time out of Really the well. I'm trying to get someone to, she's going to walk me through some of their stuff. And she's like, I th- okay, I think if I lead you in through the psychedelic era of the Beatles, you'll totally mm-hmm. get the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, Sergeant Pepper. Right. I figure that's the move. So, I, I, but you know, that's, this is one of those times where I can tell the age gap a little bit. Um, because I'm still the type, like, you know, I grew up in a world where listening to an album meant engaging specifically with this. And, and I, albums are coming back. Which is awesome. I, I, I have a turntable and I still have like about 300 albums from back in the day. Yeah. But you know, you can go into a, you know, a boutique, you know, and get brand new direct drive turntables and it's awesome. everything. Yeah, I, I was pretty happy a couple no, of years but ago. But everything that's old is new again. And I listen, this is a cycle I'm happy about because as much as I love the convenience of like streaming services, like I love it, but uh, you know, it's weird. Well, you've been in the cellar. What do I always have on? Alexa. Right. Exactly. Right. And it's Amazon great. Music. No, and I love it. And it's funny because I was so late to adopt it. I mean, I've literally only been a streaming service subscriber for probably, as far as music, probably just before I started working here. Seriously, some three, four years maybe, because I really liked, I'm an album guy. So I was like, I really want to engage with it this way. And I kind of felt like, it's not paying the artist. It's not, you know, all those little things. But then I was also like, is this going to kill the way I engage with the art, right? Because I kept seeing on like a grander scale, I find that a lot of the young people I know, it's everything's background music. They're like, I just put this on while I do something else. I'm like, oh, see, if I'm putting it on, I want to- I'm expe- engaging. Right, I'm here to experience this. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not I'm not saying I won't get distracted ever and like clean up my table or something. Like, but you know what I mean? Like it's it's that first song. I am very happy about the record resurgence because I think it's forcing people who don't engage with music that way to engage with it that way. So that's been my- I don't f- know if it forces them so much as uh, gives them an avenue that they're not familiar with. I mean, you have to listen to things in order. Right. And the way an album's built really matters. Like one of my favorite albums is the least popular Dire Straits album, Love Over Gold. Okay. But Love Over Gold has like two songs on one side, both nine and a half minutes long, and yeah. three songs on the other side, and every one of them's brilliant. See, that's awesome. It's just that they're they're a mix of emotion and intellectual uh, thought. It just perfectly balanced. You're a sommelier of all things. That's why I like <laughs> it. But seriously, that's like, so, and that's so beautiful. So now I'm like, I love Mark Knopfler's guitar playing, so I'm mm-hmm. definitely gonna check that album now, you know? It, it's, it's, you know, people always say, I like music that's big and aggressive, mm-hmm. but the hardest music to play and uh, understand, it's the most delicate music where it's very exposed. You're just one guitar playing right. a very complicated melody that starts off basic and then grows and, you know, yeah. thematically in, in, enlarges until you can't really contain it. It's, sure. I was kind of looking. I'm gonna cry. I made myself cry. I mean, you could.
by all means, do it on air, please. I need the views. Um, <laughs> I always look at it kind of like building a house. You know, it's like those things are like these foundational things, and then on top of it, you build all this stuff and space and rooms and all these other little flavors and textures. All of these things come together in that regard. We could do a whole separate music show here. I think at this point, where we just pick that kind of stuff and dissect it. You yeah. know, the funny thing is, you know what I listened yeah. to after Love Over Gold? What's that? Uh, all Along the Watchtower by Jimi Hendrix. Oh, great. One of the best covers of all time. Right. Yeah. Most people don't know it's a cover. Yeah. Bob uh, Dylan. Bob Dylan, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's so cool. Yeah, that would be, you know, be another fun segment we could work into our Greatest music covers. Club. Exactly. Or, or even maybe more importantly, songs that people didn't know were covers. And you're like, oh, this cover version is very popular. Did you know it was originally by... That could be a fun little bit. There's probably not a ton of those. Yeah. But I mean, if, honestly, when you listen to Bob Dylan do it and you listen to Jimi Hendrix do it, you're convinced that Bob Dylan did the cover. Right. Oh, for sure. Oh, I can do that. I'll just do it. No. You're like, no. It's, no? yeah. Ugh, Hendrix, what a great, too. And he was a guy that I, so there was another guy that I like got into early, especially when I was first learning to play guitar. Everyone's like, all right, first song you're going to learn is Hey Joe. You know, I get it now. Then I didn't understand it as much. I was like, can you teach me something more complicated? And then they're like, you're not good. <laughs> so no. Oops. I was like, it's my first week, you know? I want to be Alex Lifeson from Rush, you know? <laughs> and that's never going to happen still. It's been 20 years, and it's just not come together. You're right. Sometimes things have a shelf life. <laughs> oh, man. That's so good. Well, speaking of shelf life. No. Um... Here, here you go. Oh, cheers. I will gladly... This is a good episode. See, mm -hmm. this, we just need to do this more often. Sample a little wine. I really like this one. That's really, it's getting better as it's open. Is it? That's one of the things about, about wine. If it breathes, mm -hmm. you know, it uh, aerates. Right. And the oxygen molecules kind of, they're, you know, you know. Like it's oxidizing they, the beverage, right? They are breaking it down a little bit and making the flavor compounds more accessible and making it more perfumey. And that's why we swirl too, right? Because it kind of Get some oxygen yeah. into it and release the bouquet. Smells so good. Yeah. Yeah, that's an yeah. When people come in the cellar, the first thing they always say is, oh, it smells so good in here. And it's not because it smells like wine. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's cool. It's like 55 degrees. Yep. A little more humidity to keep, you know, everything intact. And also, it just has good vibes. Yeah. Well, you keep good music playing in there. You're calm to be around, which is nice. You know, we are, and that's something that I don't think that I take into account frequently enough as a high energy, intense person. There is a lot of high energy, intense people here and in different ways, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so coming into your room is always kind of like this weird, like sanctuary vibe. Yeah. I mean, truly, I mean that yeah. very honestly. No, no, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's cool. I always tell people when you come in here, you either, you know, you're definitely going to learn something. You may not want to. <laughs> But I'm annoying that way. I but Listen, it's one of my favorite things about you. I always like going back there. And if I run into you, it's always like, you'll be like, hey, Mark, did you know? And it's kind of, <laughs> I, and I love it. I mean, truly, I really do enjoy that about you. It's one of my favorite things. Listen, you were one of the first people to ever come in this room once I started here. And you were like, I get it. It was like you, Ferd, Jim Beckett. Those are like the first three Isn't Jim people. the best? Dude, Jim is an absolute treat. Yeah, he is, he's been like running uh, international buying for like three decades. It's crazy to think about. I know, it's, it is crazy. I mean, from like, I don't, I don't know what the store was like exactly in 1992, but I was in here in 1992 yeah. because I was working for Aramark mm -hmm. and we had to have some Red Bull for the writer for Red Hot Chili Peppers down at um, Riverbend when yeah. it first opened. And nobody even knew what Red Bull was. Yeah, I was and I say. called around and you guys, this place had two 
cases of Japanese in glass bottle, 5.3 ounce Japanese bottle, two cases of Red Bull. It's the only place in the city that had it. That's amazing. That's why we fulfilled the writer for Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's so cool. They're out there now, like still thinking about that day. Yeah. Flee, hit me back. Uh, <laughs> well, my goal is secretly to have as many musicians come in as possible, and they don't even have to play. But I do have the instruments that they do. Did uh, Did you see the guitar that Jungle got from um, from Cool? From Cool? It's so. It, pardon the expression. It was very cool. It, it though. was a Squire Fender bass, if yeah, I remember, it was wasn't beautiful. it? Yeah, bright red. It was really yeah. nice. Signed it, awesome. I want. I can't wait to see where he's going to put it up. Yeah. 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 Cool was all right. He yeah, was. He really was. That, I mean, and his handlers too. Super cool. Everybody was great. I th- I, honestly, I'm like, there's no way this guy, he looks like he's 55 years old, maybe. Yeah. And then I looked it up and I was like, oh, he is not 55. I mean, he's been in the industry that long. I know he's been in the industry. It's just that crazy. blew my mind. Yeah, seriously. And he yeah. was still just like, you look, it's always refreshing to me, especially as I get older. And I'm sure this happens for other people when you meet someone like significantly older than you. And they're just like, no, I'm, I'm still with it. Yeah. And like, I'm having a fun conversation. Yeah. There's no, that's refreshing to me because- yeah, it, we were trying to set up a date for him to come back. Yeah. He's like, well, I'm in Paris that weekend. I'm in uh, Barcelona that weekend. Oh, I'm in Atlanta that weekend. It's like, well, Atlanta's kind of a downer after Barcelona yeah, and Paris. Say, it? It's like, oh, that doesn't sound good. Hell no, I like Atlanta. Yeah, oh, right. Sorry. Like, sorry, it's just a joke. Stay cool. Yeah, cool. exactly. <laughs> He's like, you're being a little fresh, fresh. You're like, all right, sorry. No more song references. He was great. Great interview, too. No, he was fun. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm excited for... Uh, I'm assuming it's his new secret product. I don't know how secret it is, but it, it was for another bottle he's bringing out, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know if it was, like, public knowledge. That he was I, I don't know either. I why I didn't bring it up. Right, perfect. Sounds good. So there's a there's a secret on the way with Cools. I can't wait. I hope he comes back. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is how I get fired. Listen, I already got in trouble with You see his entourage? Today. Yeah. <laughs> They're all carrying bass guitars. I'm going to Fairfield. All right, all right good. <laughs> we got to bring more of those in there. Oh, man. This has been great today, Michael. Yeah, as always. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Oh, that. by the way, the Formula One thing. Oh, yeah. Come now, back. Max. I, I'm just going to mention that... I told you last year I know. that Max was going to win every race sooner or later. I should pull the clip because yeah. I know it's and on I the show. I think he's won like eight or nine straight races this year. He's and killing it this year. Yeah. He's, he's going to have a clinch. They're on, on summer break right now. The last race was Spa where he took an engine, no, a gearbox penalty, started sixth and was in first place after lap 15. Now, last year he took an engine penalty there. He was oh in gosh. 16th place and he was in first place by lap Eight. That's crazy. But, you know, he's only the best driver on the planet. I was so. just going to say, yeah, without question, too. Yeah. Thanks for getting me into that. I haven't watched as frequently, but it's a, it's a thing. Look, it made it high on my list of 142 things I was yeah, trying to watch. Right. So seriously, moved up to it was great. 141. Yeah, and the fact that they, they made it easy for me to watch on streaming, too, was great. So I was just like, oh, well, I guess, I'm, whatever, I'm using YouTube's TV. I would just something. laugh. I've been following Formula One, telling people about it since I was 10 years old. Yeah. I am not kidding. And now it's getting big, finally. And now it's finally popular. I'll be yeah. dead soon. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's the barometer on the quality of things. It's also like, how old is Michael slash is everybody interested in this yet? But I know that feeling all too yeah. well. And you're like, it's fine. I knew first. And hopefully, listen, we'll, it's documented here now. We know you've been trying to get us. You, want, you know what the next years. big thing is going to be? What is Maybe. it? Maybe. So, <laughs> I like that you're sandbagging now. No, a little bit. Yeah, I'll edit so. it. <laughs> I've always liked uh, Drum and Bugle Corps, DCI. Yeah, DCI was always fun. Phantom Regiment, let's go. I love the Regiment. I know. I, listen, I know a little bit about everything, 1988. Too. <laughs> that was a great show. Um, so it took a hiatus during the, the whole COVID thing. Yeah. You know, and 
well, I'm not crazy about the Blue Devils. They're probably going to win again for the yeah. 19th time in the last 22 years. Say, I've seen that but too many I'm getting times. I'm getting young people who are like interested in DCI, huh. like going to Indianapolis. They have Indianapolis is the home of the World Championships for them. Sure, and that's like this coming week oh, weekend. Okay. Yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, today. Oh. I think prelims were today, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Is that do they air it on TV or just on the internet? It used somewhere? to be on PBS. I okay. think you have to like. Yeah, I thought that's what, I think that's, you have to pay to stream it now. Probably everybody figured out there's a hustle. Yeah, They're but like, I, eh. I'm telling you, the the quality of the music, the intensity, the performance, and everything. It's got to be. It's gonna. It's gonna have a, a bump. I did marching band in high school, and just learning drill was insane. And then you're like, oh, you're not only learning drill. I haven't played saxophone. I, funny enough, my saxophone is in here right now. I play sax. Oh, do you really? I, I barely touched Which that one? in 20 so years. This is alto sax. Alto, I played tenor. I, so I always kind of wish I'd gone into tenor or uh, baritone. Baritone? Yeah, because tenor's, like, tenor's a way to go. Yeah, it feels like a good happy now, medium. I do like soprano. Yeah. But I played oboe in, in orchestra. So yeah. that's oh, got cool. a, little a little bit of a, reed a yeah. similar sound. That's cool. Yeah, for you know, sure. That higher, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly the Something sound like, of it. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh well listen i'm gonna start a jungle gyms band one day at least for an episode of the show so you definitely have to be a part of that okay yeah that's why i keep bringing all my instruments here my keyboard's hiding out somewhere behind me i'm taking lessons on that now so sl very slowly but uh we're gonna make it happen all right i have a weird uh, here's a weird one and then we can close on this but i got a weird thing we went to the toy show a couple months ago and this guy made this wild effectively a keyboard right but it's like but it uses organic things to control the pitch so well define organic organic like anything that can conduct electricity i guess in this regard so but everything that worked on it was like fruits so he was like ah. so you literally clip a banana to this wire and then the wire connects to the thing and then when you touch the banana it's a g and if you touch an apple it's an a or whatever but you can like set the pitches so we're this is a, i'm spoiling all kinds of content today but we're working on doing a music video and creating a song with the produce here. Are you going to write a song or recreate a song that's already written? I think I want to write a song. Okay. I think that's the move. Although if it comes together poor, I don't know. I feel pretty good. Like Lucky's a great songwriter. I feel like I, I You're did kidding decent, me, really? Yeah. I'm a decent one. And I just no, don't no, do no, it no, I, no, I didn't mean it bad. I, like, no, no. What I mean, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know Lucky was in the music. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say that's probably his first love. And then photography, videography, all that stuff seems on the list, too. And not to forget his now fiance think cameras. as well. She's on there. Music, uh, think cameras. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, No, but we kept joking. We're like, oh, between the two of us, we could definitely write a simple song and just see what happens. And if it sucks, then we're like, all right, so we're doing a, a cover instead, you know? So there's always a fallback. No, Bernstein wrote a song called Simple Song from Mass. Oh. That wouldn't be bad. That actually would be really funny. Dun, 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 dun. It'd probably be easy to play, too. Yeah. Because you're like, banana, apple, orange, pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the, how well the pineapple does, but probably okay. So, yeah. amazing. Well, Michael's been an absolute I'm sure pleasure. there's a lemon in there somewhere. Yeah, I'll find it, right? I'll call Robert Plant about yeah. it. It's running down his leg again. Uh, <laughs> that was that one, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ugh, gross. All right, cool. Well, great end of the episode. All right. Michael, thank you so much for coming. Uh, everybody, My pleasure. come out Wednesdays. And everybody, come and buy these Honestly, Wellington Beef Wellington chips. You know what I should do? I should just transfer a couple bags out to you guys for that tasting. It'd be like really a scene on the show. It'd be, yeah, why not? I'll do it. Yeah. Okay. These are delicious. Thanks again. I appreciate it. We'll see you all Wednesday, August 16th for Camus. And then every yep. Wednesday, this goes on, right? Yeah, so it's it's five. Every Wednesday. You know, don't feel like you can only come for the high-end wines. Yeah. I mean, you should definitely do that, too. It's you should. E yeah, it's absolutely. an easy way to learn about them. 
Yeah. So if I tell a bunch of my friends, one of them was out here waving at us. She's gone now, thankfully. Oh, well. Classic. She's probably actually back at the wine trying to get some herself. <laughs> yeah, she's like, where's the nearest bag of wine? And you're like, all right, <laughs> get back to Walmart. Cheers, yeah, get back. Thank you so much. Cheers. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. As always, you have a lot to talk about and a lot of interesting knowledge. I always have fun doing it. We always get into some sort of trouble. And I'm really looking forward to our future pitches that we talked about on this uh, on this episode. I think those would be a lot of fun. And if you are out there like, oh my gosh, I'd love to see those segments, shoot me an email, podcast at junglegyms.com. I'd love to hear from you. Well, that's it for this week. Next week's the big 100th episode. We'll see what I've co- cooked up. I almost said concocted. Maybe both. I'm trying to figure out something grand. We'll find out. It's tough. You know, I want to do something big. Maybe it's just a clip show. Maybe I go full, you know, growing pains on you and just let Alan Thick go through, you know, hey, you remember that time that we... Anyway, that's a dated reference. I don't even think... I think Growing Pains was dated when I was a kid. Perfect. Great. On that, I'm I'm out of here for now, okay? Have a great rest of your week. Thanks so much for watching the show. And in the meantime, I'll see you out there in the aisles. The Jungle Gyms podcast is recorded in the WJJI studio inside Jungle Gyms International Market in Fairfield, Ohio. The Jungle Gyms podcast is produced and hosted by Mark Borison.